Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. We have a great show for you today. We have Rachel Varga on the show, and she's going to be talking about different med spa treatments, anti-aging treatments, and how to achieve the best results with your skin. And this is something that I turned 50 this year. I've been thinking more about doing some med spa treatments. I'd done some, yeah, I did maybe one facial um, maybe about maybe seven years or so ago. And I really haven't done much over the last 20 years because I had a couple of bad experiences and seen friends and, you know, acquaintances that had bad, ex- very bad experiences with different med spa treatments. And so I wanted to have Rachel come on to give us the 411. What is going on? Like, what should we get done? What should we avoid? What works? What doesn't? Because this can save you a lot of money and also permanent scarring. I mean, it's just the, the, the reality is that some of these lasers, some of these spas use and med spas and, you know, other different uh, treatments are just not worth, worth it at all. They don't do anything that can be very, very painful, but not only that, leave you w- with scars or uh, permanent, you know, skin pigmentation issues and things like that. So we're going to do a deep dive on that and what it takes to keep your skin looking young and radiant and glowing. And so I'm, I'm actually doing an appointment with Rachel uh, next week, really looking forward to that because I just want to find out what works and what doesn't, what's going to work for my skin. And she gives you a whole like skincare regimen and the med spa treatments you should be doing and to achieve the results that you want. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. So I know a lot of you guys listening to this show are concerned about your body burden of toxins. So I created a quiz that you can take at heavymetalsquiz.com. And after you take the quiz, you get a free video series that answers a lot of your frequently asked questions about detoxification, like how long does it take to detox and what are some good supplements to detox with? What's the best testing for detox for, you know, finding out your heavy metals. And so lots of those questions asked and more. Let's go take the quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today is Rachel Varga. Uh, she's a registered nurse and she's uh, she's in lives in Canada as well. And she's also a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 procedures performed. She's host of a top 20 podcast, the Rachel Varga podcast. And it's just an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses. She's a celebrity skin expert featured by Dave Asprey and JJ Virgin and more. And she's also an international speaker and a five-time academically published award-winning author in the field of regenerative and aesthetic nursing, as well as an executive board member and peer reviewer for USA-based plastic and aesthetic nursing journal, and a regular contributor to the UK-based Journal of Aesthetic Nursing. Rachel is one of the first to combine functional slowing aging techniques, biohacking, and modern medical aesthetics by teaching us how to tune into what the skin is telling us about our internal health and what to do about it. And through education on at-home non-toxic skincare, hair care, dermal rolling, in-clinic skin rejuvenation, and biohacking, Rachel helps inspire others with her unique toolkit to slow cellular aging and enhance radiance using her holistic science of beauty method 
at rachelvarga.ca, where you can get a one-on-one session for at-home and in-clinic skin rejuvenation guidance, and there's much more available as well, as well all her recommended products. And uh, I'm doing a consult, like I said, as well with her, so you can get one yourself at rachelvarga.ca. Rachel, thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me, Wendy. I'm very excited for all the things we're going to talk about. Toxins, detoxing, skin and rejuvenation, and slowing cellular aging. Yes. Yeah. I ha- I was on your podcast and I was like, God, I need, I need to get her on our show to talk about, you know, how to, you know, you know, toxins related to the skin and also what types of beauty treatments or med spa treatments work and really aren't worth the, the money as well. So I'm really interested in that. All of us are trying to stay, trying to stay young and rejuvenated looking. Um, but why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us, you know, a little bit more about how you got in so into skin. Absolutely. I would love to. Hello, everyone. My name is Rachel Varga. I'm a double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011, performed over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures. And then in about 2017, 2018, I met Dave Asprey. We became good friends, helped get him ready for his superhuman book cover. So you see that book cover, that's my face magic. And I started to notice that individuals who had a lower uh, oxidative stress status. They weren't toxic. They were healing faster. And I would see this actually in some of my uh, clients that were age 60 to 90. They just had been looking after themselves, body, mind, spirit, energy, and they presented as more radiant and beautiful and had better outcomes with rejuvenation, faster healing, and just a, a, an even more wonderful response than what was anticipated. So it led me down the biohacking rabbit hole. And I'm actually right now writing a paper. I'm a peer reviewer. I'm on the board of a journal. And I write regularly for US and UK aesthetic nursing and medical journals. So I'm a huge nerd. And what I'm really excited to share with everyone is actually my paper that's being submitted, my manuscript submitted in the next day or two on this concept of achieving optimal rejuvenation outcomes by reducing the oxidative stress status before doing anything so that you have better results. So it's it's really a step-by-step guide aimed to disrupt the aesthetics world because a lot of aesthetic practitioners, they just haven't a clue of this concept of cellular aging and metabolic health and all these things that really play into our aging process. And as well, I have some personal experience with having done some toxicity reporting and analysis on myself and happy to be an open book, share some things that I noticed with my skin when I had exposure to things like heavy metals, mold, and some things for you all to look out for. If your oxidative stress status or your toxic bucket is just getting a little too full and teach you some things to do. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted to have you on also to talk about heavy metals and toxins and how that affects your skin and contributes to, to cellular aging and aging on your skin. Can you talk about that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with mold? Do we want to start with BPA? Do we want to start with lead or mercury? Yeah. Let's start with like the heavy metal and BPA. Got it. So heavy metals, actually in my personal and uh, analysis, I'm happy to share this because <laughs> I know a lot of you listening are going through this process as well. I was living in an older home. It was a 1920s build. And then we were in the process of renovating 
I was very careful with having air purifiers going nonstop. I'm in a preconception stage. So wanting to keep my body as toxin free as possible. And even though I tried really hard at mitigation with air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, I still had, you know, sky high levels of, of tin and, or sorry, of lead and mercury, which is, you know, in an older home, they use lead paints, the water pipes are probably just full of that stuff also. So I've since moved and I look forward to doing another round of toxin screening with you, Wendy, to see the um, movements that I had. So essentially some of the things that I noticed was a little bit of an uptick with breakouts. So acne can usually keep all that under control with low inflammatory lifestyle, diet, good skincare. Uh, but I just, I did notice a bit of an uptick. And then the other things I noticed was nervous system dysregulation. These things can impact our central nervous system. So I was just noticing some additional um, and, and not really any reason for it, um, jitteriness with some motions and even some weakness. And I was in a previous car crash too, so I'm hyper aware of what's going on with my body. And Definitely when people have exposures to toxins, one of the first things that they'll notice are things like brain fog or rashes. And if you experience rashes on the skin or redness and puffiness to the eyelids, which is what I'm really sharing in this article for other aesthetic practitioners to recognize this sign of a toxic burden, the oxidative stress status just getting a little too full. So I'm really fortunate that I could identify those things very quickly so that they didn't linger and having moved and all these things um, is really, I'm very positive that it's going to help. And the certain rejuvenation procedures in the clinic, depending on what products they're using on their back bar, when they're doing facials, cleansing, all these things to prepare for certain treatments. And if you're not careful or ask your practitioner, if the products have parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, you can be getting toxic exposure to things that you might not want. So there's this whole branch that we're seeing now of essentially what you would call uh, functional aesthetic practitioners that understand the functional world and the cellular slowing aging world. So that's what I noticed from some of the heavy metal toxicity. Yeah. I mean, I can't count how many times I've gone and get a facial and they're using the most toxic products. I'm like, this is not really, you know, what my idea of trying to have a healthy skin and glowing skin is interfering in my hormones. And we've done a lot of shows about that, about toxic products and fragrances and things like that. Um, can you, can you talk about, you know, heavy metals and other environmental toxins and how they age you and how they can promote cellular aging and oxidative stress? Absolutely. I know you're an expert in this and my understanding and what I have written in my article is that we actually get a lot of heavy metal exposure through the air. So that, that would you agree with that? That air is sometimes one of the biggest contributors? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, perfect. My research is correct and validated. <laughs> Uh, so that's why air purification is so important in every room in the home. I have my air purifier in the bedroom here off for the purpose of this interview. However, having one in your bedroom, one in your bathroom, one where you're cooking and one in your living space is really important. And we're talking about really high tech kinds of air 
purifiers, not just the HEPA filter, but other things that actually uh, work with UV catalytic um, conversion to basically kill things like viruses, bacteria, and mold. In my paper, I have a listed um, num number of about 10 different purification processes with air purifiers. And HEPA isn't going to do, isn't going to cut it. So a lot of times the air filters that you find at your local store just aren't going to be as advanced as we would hope for. Now, some of the things that heavy metals do to the body is impact your protein folding. And prion disease is something that's come up in the literature over the last couple of years with toxic exposure to various different things. And this is really important. So proteins and amino acids and all these things, your DNA, all these things contribute and everything has to fold and align and replicate and all these things in a very specific way. And if there's errors with folding, you're going to have cells function in a non-ideal way. And then they can become senescent cells and then they have to get pruned out with senolytics or things like long fasting, being in an autophagy state is really, really important. So for heavy metal reduction, air purification, in my research, and you just validated that is really important. Now, the other thing to consider is if you're not purifying your air or you're not washing your face with a really good cleanser that maybe I recommended for you in the morning and evening. And I know, Wendy, we're meeting next week for a consultation, so I'll make some personalized recommendations for you in our one-on-one -on -one call. Washing the skin is absolutely imperative. So when you wake up, you're, you wash your hands first, you're using your cleanser, you're rinsing it off fully, not just a splash of water. And then in the evening, doing a double cleanse. So your first cleanse is taking off the dirt, debris, heavy metals, pollution in the air, cosmetic creams, and makeup. And then the second cleanse is actually cleansing the skin. I'm a huge fan of showering and bathing morning and night. The more that we can, more frequently we are rinsing off, the things that are landing on the skin from the air is going to reduce the oxidative stress on the skin itself. The skin is our largest organ. So if the skin is experiencing high rates of oxidative stress through poor air quality, then it will start to impact systemically. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense to be removing stuff off the skin so it's not having to deal with that. It's our largest detox organ. Absolutely. And when your liver isn't working properly, you're going to have stuff coming out through the skin. You're going to have rashes and, and other things. And, and you can, you can see, really see people's health through the, the quality of their skin. I mean, I, I've recognized when I go to some, like, so low end grocery stores where like they're more kind of like economical grocery stores and they're, they're mostly processed foods. Um, you know, you'll see that the people just on a whole, their skin just looks terrible. And they have these huge bags, you know, cause they're eating horrible food. And when you go to like higher end grocery stores, whole foods and whatnot, people on the whole look healthier. Their skin is glowing more. There are carts full of vegetables and things like that. It makes a huge difference. Um, you know, toxins in the diet versus more of an organic diet et cetera, shows through your skin. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, the aging process and what is actually aging our skin and things that people should avoid doing and versus what they should be doing? Absolutely. And one of the key things that ages your skin is essentially the amount of oxidative stress that is in the body. And you can really 
identify, I know I previously mentioned this, but I'd like to reiterate it. If you are seeing an uptick of um, melasma or hyperpigmentation or acne spots that just aren't going away quickly or redness, darkness, and puffiness to the eyelids, with changes of season, we can even see higher rates of atopic dermatitis, which is redness around the mouth, which is often then addressed with a hydrocortisone topical cream. All these things that happen to the skin can damage the skin, having that skin eruption and redness around the mouth. Um, what that's also doing is giving us a glimpse of what's going on on the inside. So that's why gut health is so important because your gut lining essentially joins the mouth and the inner eyelid is also a smooth mucosa. That's why those are early warning signs. So if you're seeing signs like that, it's okay. Just notice it and know that maybe it's important to bump up some biohacking practices like air purification, wearing blue blocking glasses and switching out your LED light bulbs for halogen or incandescent lights, watching your electromagnetic exposure through your devices, turning off your router at night, making sure you're grounding daily for at least 30 to 45 minutes to support healthy blood flow. Electromagnetics is huge. And then the new piece of evidence that I'm seeing is parasites. So under that umbrella, you would also see things like yeast, fungi, mold, and parasites that are also taking nutrients from your body that could be able to support regeneration of the skin cells and happy and healthy protein folding and, and epigenetics, which is uh, essentially a displaying how your, your genes display, uh, which is modulated through living in a healthy, clean, clear, pure environment. So at the end of the day, what's causing aging is this concept of oxidative stress. If we can manage and mitigate and know what to do with things, that's what this whole paper is about. And that's honestly, I think that uh, this practice of biohacking, the art and science of modulating our environment to support the body is, is more important than ever. How do you like to perform detoxes for heavy metals like lead, like mercury, Wendy? Well, it really just depends. You know, there's different supplements that remove different heavy metals. And um, also we like to do uh, infrared sauna is amazing, especially for fat soluble toxins and, you know, lipophilic heavy metals like uh, mercury and aluminum and, and things like that. And then we also like, I, I like ion cleanse uh, foot baths, ionic foot baths. So those are amazing uh, for removing all different types of toxins as well and, and increasing urinary and stool output. Uh, of toxins after, you know, a couple of three days after you do the, the foot baths as well. And so, you know, and just anti lots of antioxidants too. Oh, hallelujah. Cause I've been doing all of those things, the infrared <laughs> sauna and actually morning and evening. Sometimes I'll take a couple of days off, but my body, uh, what I like to share with everyone is to become really in tune and intuitive with what your body is telling you we essentially are responsible for this. You can't just show up to your practitioner and expect that they're going to have all the answers. However, I do love to work with um, Western trained medical doctors that have then gone on to have their functional training. I think that this can be really helpful and those that understand the importance of lifestyle and regular detox practices, like you mentioned, the infrared sauna, love that. Ionic foot baths, absolutely love that as well. I did one of those, I think about a month and a half ago, 
and had quite a bit come out. So yes, I should certainly do some more of those. And yes, increasing urinary and stool output, increased hydration with purified water. That's really important. And we can do all sorts of fun things with our water. We can reverse osmosis it. You can have distilled water and then you can add things like adaptogens to your water, which I'm a huge fan of your minerals and things like that. So instead of going for that second cup of coffee or that sweet treat, there are actually some wonderful powdered superfood juice blends on the market. And I find that's a great way for me to increase my urinary output. And a funny thing for brain detoxing, there's a great TED talk on this. And about eight years ago, researchers determined that the way the brain detoxes is actually during sleep. So the brain shrinks and then that cerebral spinal fluid basically gets flushed out through the spinal cord and down, and then the lymph system picks it up. So what do I do? I literally drink almost a liter of water, I kid you not, before going to bed. And that always helps me sleep better. It, uh, I just feel like my brain feels much better in the morning, just more rested and more clear. I know that sounds wild to drink a liter of water before bed. Uh, another thing to help out with increasing urinary output is to have your water not be ice cold that can lead to some nervous system dysregulation as well so you know kind of room body temperature is what i recommend and then increasing stool output i love this i actually have another stool test i need to do here and to make sure that we're eating the right foods we're not just eating quote unquote healthy foods we are eating foods that are going to best support our epigenetics so say for example I thought that back in the day, vegetables like kale and broccoli and bell peppers and all these things were quote unquote healthy or quinoa. However, when I had my results back, um, they were considered foods for me to avoid. So getting really high tech and testing instead of guessing, not necessarily just food elimination diet, however, doing an actual stool analysis to see what's going on with the gut so that you're putting good things in your body and then your stool output and stool quality will be much better because your gut health will be better in chat. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how much inflammation people can get from eating just the, you know, the wrong foods that are considered healthy for other people. They're just not right for you. Um, so let's talk about med spa treatments because there's a lot of things that women are doing, spending a lot of money that, um, you know, and they can even be causing damage to their skin permanent scarring, um, other types of damage if they're there's because there's a lot of people sold a lot of different things at med spa, uh, treatment facilities and clinics that they, they don't need or really aren't right for them. So what are some things that, that really do work that you, you really like, and you recommend to people? Absolutely. Uh, well, this is where we're going to do a deep dive for you, Wendy, next week when we do a one-on-one. -on -one. I have to be relatively careful with talking about specific laser technologies. What I will share statistically is that laser skin rejuvenation carries the highest rate of litigation in the med spa industry. And this is due to a number of different things. Sometimes med spas will go with very inexpensive technologies or they'll buy a counterfeit laser and they don't know that they're buying a counterfeit laser. They just think they got a really good price on it. Or the individual doesn't really know how to use it and make the laser sing. I love laser technologies. Or 
the client that say is wanting to address things like pore size, collagen and elastin production, getting rid of sagging skin, tightening up the eyelids, pigmentation, signs of sun damage on the face, neck, chest, hands, arms, you name it, hair removal. The laser technology does have to be in alignment with the skin type of the individual. However, what I will say is there are types of lasers on the market. I'm not going to say specific brand names because that's free advertising for them. Uh, however, there is a light-based laser therapy called biophotomodulation. And a Stanford study looked at what happened to the epigenetics of the skin cells before and then after this treatment. And so they analyzed, you know, 30-year-olds, they analyzed 50-year-olds, and what happened in the 50-year-old subsection of of clients was their skin cell epigenetics started to behave more like the 30-year-olds, which is really fascinating. So it's kind of turning on and turning off different um, cellular signaling and metabolic processes, and it was essentially supporting these skin cells to behave more youthful while at the same time erasing signs of sun damage like pigmentation, reds, browns, broken capillaries, things like that, and promoting collagen. So that is one specific type of laser that I really love. However, when people have issues with lasers, I actually just had a an email from a lovely client who she didn't consult with me first before doing rejuvenation. She's been listening to, you know, the Rachel Varka podcast, which you've been on. And then she went and had, um, it was a specific radio frequency type of procedure. I think radio frequency with microneedling. And she emails me and she said, Oh, I wish I met with you. So I avoided all this. I got some hyperpigmentation and scarring and I'm on hydrocortisone creams and help. Can you help me? And my answer was, let's connect because there are some things to do. When people have issues with lasers, there can be a a number of different reasons. The settings, who's doing it, the skin isn't prepared, and the individual isn't on really good skincare to stabilize the skin ahead of time, or they're toxic, and they don't have the right products afterwards to calm and heal the skin. So there's lots of different factors why people get better outcomes than others. And a lot of it is technician and technology and product and toxicity dependent. Those four things are really important. So there's always new procedures coming out. And what I like to suggest is to go by a seven to eight year rule. Since 2011, I've seen things come and go and I've seen long-term damage on the skin from some of the lasers on the market that were touted as the best. Lots of advertising with celebrities, Now I saw individuals that had four to six of these laser sessions and their skin was, I hate to say it, but kind of destroyed. What was, what happened is it remodeled the tissue where the laser was applied. It made it very thin, made it look like kind of like an eggshell, very thin. Um, It eliminated pores. However, what happened was there's this demarcation where the laser couldn't go, say between the eyebrows, the corners of the nose. So the rest of the face is super smooth and no pigmentation and looks a bit funny, to be honest, because the specific remodeling that would happen with this laser. And then the other areas, they just, they didn't have any rejuvenation. 
So it also comes down to the attention to detail that a practitioner has and the eye and taking the time to get into some of the more contoured areas of the face, like the corners of the nose, like the, the bridge of the nose by the eyebrows and extending some of those, these sessions down to the neck and the chest so that you don't get a line of demarcation on the jawline, which I've seen from other CO2 lasers and things like that. So there's really only about three lasers on the market that I like to suggest because I like to see the long-term tissue remodeling effects and work with it myself. I've got my hands on uh, pretty well most of the skin lasers out there. It took me about two to three years to actually do that, to get my hands on all these lasers and see how they work and, and see what the recovery is like and the pain. And a lot of the, the things you're seeing being recommended um, through sponsored ads or through advertisements or celebrities, just you want to hit pause on that because the back, best tech that I see, they don't do a lot of advertising. They actually spend more time in research and development. And we see this with skincare as well, uh, these big overlaps. So yeah, it depends on what your needs are as well for the lasers that I might suggest whether it's pigmentation, collagen, elastin, um, your pain level threshold, the amount of downtime, say you're only good with you know one or two days of downtime or no downtime, or you're okay with five to seven days of downtime for something that's going to really give the skin uh, a good support of um, a little bit of a modulated healing process. So you'll be red. You definitely don't want to be remembered as that woman with the red face at the specific social event. So you got to be prepared for that time off. And then the other big things that are becoming really popular are things like in-clinic microneedling, the vampire facelift, PRP and exosomes. Um, I personally love dermal rolling at home. So dermal rolling is like a microneedling. I have my roller in my restroom. Uh, you have to be super careful with the roller that you buy and how you're preparing the skin and the products that you're using. It is a decades old practice. When I first started in the industry in 2011, I worked with a, one of the initial researchers and pioneers in dermal rolling. And I've seen long-term results with clients, you know, 12, 13 years of, of rolling and even more mature clients aged 60 to 90 that didn't have the money for lasers or injectables, or they just didn't want to, they had, you know, I'd go and do say like a facial treatment on them as their in-between services. And they actually have thicker skin, more collagen elastin than younger women I was seeing in 20s and 30s. So there is a method to the madness with dermal rolling. You don't just want to watch, you know, Doug and Jill on YouTube uh, every time I go on those social media platforms, because I kind of like to see what information is out there. There's a lot of really poor technique and uh, not great instruction. So that is a big one to be aware of, but it's a great option for at home. Yeah, I uh, I got kind of scared um, at one point about doing different med spa treatments, and I, you know, I had some like laser underneath my eyes, and I felt like it made the skin under my eyes kind of like waxy. So I think some of these lasers, if they go too deep, they can give you almost like this waxy look on your skin. Um, it perhaps has to do with the the person's skill level if they're going too deep or or what have you. Um, and so the I, remodeling that's achieved through the laser. And I'm curious, Wendy, did you just have the eyes done or did you do the rest of the face at the same time? No, I only did under the eyes. Yeah, I love yeah. to recommend the full face so that you don't end up with 
uh, any demarcation where you can tell where it was and where it, where it didn't apply and where it wasn't applied. And of course, this is not medical information. This is educational information. Only if you think you have a medical condition, you must take the guidance of a licensed physician. Yes. Well, I'm kind of glad that I didn't because I felt like it just made my me. I'm like my skin like white, like almost like a ghost. <laughs> like it's just not really natural looking. So I'm, I'm happy that I didn't do my whole face. I think it was a carbon dioxide laser and I, I didn't need it at all. I mean, I was like 32 at the time and I just thought it would be kind of cool to do to get rid of under eye wrinkles or something. But on, on the flip side, I think it kind of made me not want to do anything else. So I, cause I, I get concerned about some of the treatments out there are like lip fillers that, that women are doing that can leave scarring or threading and people don't understand those can leave. Like I saw this one lady that had, when I was maybe in the 1990s, she'd been doing fillers for a long time and she had these knotted lips and her lips just looked horrifying. And I was like, never, ever will I do lip fillers. Cause I, I, I over time, Eventually, yes, you're putting that needle in there and pulling it out and you're going to have some knotting and, and scar tissue and stuff building up. And I've seen people with new threading that have scarring. And um, so I'm just kind of, for me, glad that I was kind of took a break. I took like a 20 year break from doing anything glycolic acid peels. I haven't done really even facials. I've done nothing. Um, so that's why I'm really excited to consult with you. <laughs> about what I should do, should and can do <laughs> to maintain healthy skin. Um, but can you talk about any, any kind of uh, treatments that are really problematic that people really should be avoiding? Yes, absolutely. When it comes to threading, there's a lot of new techniques always coming out. And this is why I like to go by the seven to eight year rule. I've seen horrific outcomes with individuals that had dermal fillers and then, you know, 10 years later, there's a class action lawsuit. So never going with the best deal or what's new on the market that's just, you know, pumped up with advertising. You really want to use tried and true products that have gone through the regulatory process. And then you've had them used on the general population for seven to eight years. I know that that might kind of pin me as a little bit ultra conservative in the skin and rejuvenation space. However, I like to know that what I'm offering has been offered for a very long time and that I'm not doing anything unsafe or being a cowboy or pushing the boundaries. And so when it comes to threading, this is a relatively new technique. And I would be curious to see some of the long-term outcomes. Um, so, so there is that opinion with facial threading, if I'm going to be completely transparent with you. The one thing that you mentioned, you know, being concerned with lip fillers, scarring and things like that, you've taken a 20 year break from peels and facials, Wendy, is you listened to yourself. You listened to your intuition. And then I'm going to uh, postulate that you then went into, you know, the detox space, the healthy living space, the health optimization, slowing aging space. So in essence, you didn't really need as much because you were super healthy and looking after yourself. And the thing is, a lot of times when people go through stressful events, death of a loved one, divorce, doing a new job, you know, life transformation type of things, things that happen, they right away want to seek a rejuvenation treatment to get rid of fine lines, wrinkles, pigmentation. 
However, what I suggest is to really do the healthy living practices, the basic at-home skincare uh, routines that I'll customize for you next week, Wendy, with your cleanser, moisturizer, sunscreen, scrub, maybe some at-home peels that are super clean. We're talking like alpha hydroxy acid peels, AFA amino acid peels, super clean with like five ingredients, very gentle. And doing things like at-home dermal rolling, taking your antioxidants, your omegas, your proteins, and all these things are really important. Keeping the body, mind, spirit, energy levels supported as well, keeping your stress levels down, keeping your toxic load down. Individuals that practice and move through life like you, Wendy, are essentially who I wrote about in my ebook, Unlocking Your Vitality. And we're, we're more pure. We have this radiance to us. We don't just, you know, look good in a picture or on social media. We show up and have more energy and are more magnetic and are also attracting more wonderful things into our life than if we were toxic, if our brain wasn't working well, if our hormones were off. So honestly, women like you, Wendy, are who I, I love to work with. You have the understanding of the oxidative stress status you're doing the lifestyle things. And then it's just kind of this like, okay, let's just finesse the skincare. Maybe there are some things you could do at home, do great at home peels. Like I said, there are some great in clinic laser technologies that are quite wonderful that have been on the market for that period of time that don't give that demarcation. You just have to prepare the skin adequately before and after and um, really make sure you're going to a clinic that has the right technology or well-trained. And that's what I do. I actually um, recommend clinics for clients to go to because I can see what they have or if they're in my network as well. When it comes to injectables, this is a really important topic to consider. And in my papers with things like dermal fillers, if someone has an autoimmune condition, which in Canada, you know, skyrocketing numbers, right? It's, it doubled in 2019 compared to the year before and the years before it was steady. So with things like lip fillers, you're essentially injecting a gel. It's a hyaluronic acid based gel with BDDE molecules, which is a sugar molecule to bind those hyaluronic acid chains together and form cross-linking and all those things. If the body is toxic or there's autoimmune stuff happening, there can be unforeseen side effects. And I talk about this in my paper. So if you have overt signs of inflammation, if you got some autoimmune stuff going on, you really want to avoid these things. And not, not enough practitioners um, are really aware of this. And health is first and foremost. Cosmetic things are, are just an addition. That being said, I've had wonderful outcomes with using certain injectables over the years. However, I've always been very careful to use super pure, clean products, the cleanest products that are on the market and, you know, being ultra conservative and providing a natural look and, and really, really noticing if someone is appearing healthy to me and not recommending anything like that. If I get any glimmer of, you know, they're stressed out neurologically, they're dysregulated, they look inflamed, things like that. They're looking for a quick fix skin and rejuvenation wise, when really there are things that they need to do energetically, emotionally, and spiritually first. So I, I'm actually trained with my double board certification to look for things like body dysmorphia. And I am one of those practitioners that will turn people away and recommend psychological services. A lot of places don't. 
and they just want to make the money, right? So then the people end up with overfilled lips and things like that. But not all products on the market are created equally. And the same also goes with neurotoxins. So neurotoxins go by many different brand names like Botox, Nispor, Zeoman. And in my papers, I actually show which neurotoxins, you can find my research paper. Some of them are even open source on my research page on my website. Go ahead and read those. Very helpful. Um, some of them are more toxic than others. Some of them have ingredients that don't need to be there, such as you know, complexing proteins that actually just dissociate, right? They don't serve a purpose once the product's mixed. So there are some cleaner options. So if someone is really wanting to address things like uh, lines between the brows, crow's feet, jowls, forehead lines, things like that, um, at least having knowledge that there are cleaner options and only doing it when you're in a space where you feel really good and you're healthy and you don't have overt signs of inflammation. I will say, however, in my uh, UK journal I published uh, about a year ago, I'm recommending a specific type of algorithm to rejuvenation, starting with reducing that oxidative stress status, doing at-home skincare, including at-home peels with dermal rolling, maybe trying some energy devices such as light-based therapies for reds, browns, and other types of non-ablative fractionated lasers. So fractionated is not to be considered with the brand name of laser. These are the types of lasers, there's different types of fractionated lasers on the market that stimulate collagen. And injectables and surgery are really last. So to do all those other things first and just kind of see as you go, if you're getting the results that you're wanting. So we're essentially starting from least invasive on the spectrum of most invasive and really going to a point where we're happy with the results. And, and what about IPL or PPL for hyperpigmentation and, and melasma? What are your recommendations there? Yes. For my skin type, I love intense pulse light. And in fact, one of the studies I was mentioning that adjusted the epigenetics of the skin, this is from a specific brand of laser that does this. So not all IPLs are created equally. Some of them are older tech, they're really painful. They don't do as wonderful tissue remodeling and pore size and things like that. So some of the technologies um, from about seven years ago are much better than some of the technologies that were on the market 20, 15, 10 years ago. They're always getting better. They're always getting a little bit um, you know, better results, less pain, faster recovery. It does depend on the skin type though. So that's why I can't say broadly that that's a great option because it really depends on your skin type. It also depends if you have a tan, you can't have these sessions if you have a tan because the laser can't tell the difference between a tan or um, melanin such as like a pigmentation or a red acne. Well, that's good to know. Very good to know. So you don't want to, you know, fry your tan off. <laughs> the other thing to consider, well, yeah, you'll get like these barcode zebra stripes if you have it and you're tanned. <laughs> you'll be able to see like this little strip of maybe where the laser didn't go. Uh, so there's that to consider. And there are certain seasons during the year where these options are better than others. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And so, um, can you talk a little bit, uh, is there like anything else we haven't talked about? Can you talk about like micro needling and, um, and what, is, what is the, the other one you're taking the sand almost and 
blasting your face. What is that called again? It's oh, called... sure. Yes. Microdermabrasion. That's, that's yes. very old school. Yes. I used um, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that was like I my mean, last, last treatment I did. And I thought, I don't know about this. I did that back in the day too. Right. So microdermabrasion was kind of an old school uh, in clinic skin exfoliation type of session. You, you get the same thing at your dental office when they're sandblasting your teeth for certain things too. So there are other better facial options available in the clinics. I won't get into brand specifics as well, uh, but again, some are better than others. And they're more like an infusion type of extraction and infusion of different glycolic acids and peptides, which, which are wonderful. And pretty well, most skin types can benefit from them. Um, when it comes to microneedling and uh, dermal rolling, essentially that is under the same category. So if what I see is a lot of people are being offered like a package of six microneedling with PRP and things like that every month. Now, when we when we consider dermal rolling at home, uh, you're basically creating that controlled injury in the skin anywhere from two to five times a week. So you're getting those enzymes activated more regularly to stimulate the fibroblasts at the end of the day. I mean, that's what things like exosomes and stem cells are all doing too, is they're really helping with the support network of the skin. So by having and doing some controlled injuries at home to get those fibroblasts waking up and creating that collagen and elastin can be wonderful. It's also very cost-effective and I've seen some great long-term results. However, uh, you do need to get the roller from a trusted source. So I work with rollers that have been manufactured since the 80s and 90s and also different copper peptides, hyaluronic acid, lactic acid, vitamin B complex, a very gentle form of vitamin A, very gentle, as well as vitamin C. And these work wonderfully. Um, they're ultra pure, there's no preservatives, emulsifiers. So they can be applied not only topical to the skin, which most skincare is approved for. When we're doing dermal rolling on the skin, we're creating a little channel in the skin, much like if we were aerating the lawn, right? You aerate the lawn, it punches a little hole in the ground, and then you put your, your fertilizer on, which, you know, fertilizer is its own thing. My previous house I was talking about was right across from a golf course. And absolutely, that's where I was getting that fertilizer uh, intake from. Um, I'm quite sure of that. So with dermal rolling at home, you're essentially creating these little channels of injury in the skin and then you put the products on and then they're able to be absorbed hundred to a thousand times deeper. However, again, the information that I see online a lot is showing very poor technique and application of products um, incorrectly or products that aren't designed and studied long-term for that transdermal application. And the other thing I'd love to talk about here, and, and Wendy, I'm working with you next week. So essentially, Wendy, you will be sharing with me exactly what products you're using. And behind the scenes, I'm going to be looking at the ingredient list for absolutely everything and letting you know, okay, this is going to be good for you to carry on with, or this is going to be good for you to switch out. Let's get you on something better. And I hate to say this, but in one of my consultations, this was actually for one of my client's daughters that also booked a session with me in the moisturizer that this young woman was using. She's early twenties. 
it was from, you know, a big beauty store, one of the biggest beauty brands out there. It's got black and white logo and stuff like that. Super fragrance. Don't go in those stores. They're super toxic with their phthalates that you breathe in. They get in your brain, hormone disruptors. And in the moisturizer, it had tin and BPA as ingredients. So what this taught me was that sometimes these over-the-counter cosmetic creams are literally filled with chemical waste byproduct materials. And so you have to be very particular with the products that you use, that they're coming from trusted sources. So I work with more practitioner grade products and products that I've seen work for my clients since 2011. There's always new things coming out and you know better technology with peptides and antioxidants and stem cells from plants and things like that. It's, it's really exciting. It's a full-time job keeping up with. Yeah, I've had I've used some products that had stem cells from plants and had just amazing results from them. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, and so let's talk about oxygen. So, uh, so oxygen facials or any kind of like ozone creams. Where do those lie in your uh, you know preferred products? Sure. Well, if you think about this, oxygen and ozone creams, these haven't been on the market for a really long time, have they? You probably first started to hear about them two, three years ago. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've sort of like, a, I mean, I had an oxygen facial once, like maybe six years ago and they literally, I think were just spraying oxygen on my skin. And I just thought that's not really, that can't really be doing anything. <laughs> but, um, but I think like, you know, you can take ozone internally or there's like, there's definitely like ozone infused creams. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if, you know, the efficacy of uh, applying them topically. Yeah. When new things like oxygen and ozone and different ingredients, we saw this with the CBD skincare stuff as well. What was that about six or seven years ago? That was all the rage, prebiotics and skincare, you know, CBD, all these things. What it comes down to is, okay, we know that different molecules do good things on certain pathways. However, what we want to look at is, whether that ingredient in the final formulation is stable and giving us the results that we want. So when it comes to those types of ingredients, I personally would just like to see some more long-term uh, impacts from it, some photography analysis. And then when it comes to facials, you don't want to go with the you know trendy thing. And, and I did start to see those auction facials pop up. I have one particular in-clinic uh, facial that I love to suggest that I will um, talk about with you on our one-on-one -on -one call, Wendy. And it's wonderful at basically pulling out the impurities. It's like a wet back for the face and infuses uh, different growth factors, peptides, antioxidants. You get very gentle glycolic acid uh, exfoliation with it. And basically that mechanical extraction of things that could be in the pores, very gentle, no downtime as well. Uh, but again, not all in-clinic facial things are, are created equally as I've mentioned. So when it comes to products that you're seeing being marketed to you that say have stem cells, have exosomes, have oxygen, have ozone, you'll basically on the sales page, I see this so much, on the sales page of the product, you'll see like a five hero ingredient list, like vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, um, you know, oxygen, stem cells, ozone. And what you want to care about is what's in the, the full ingredients list as well. And sometimes when I'm looking at skincare products, like a celebrity uh, 
I think it was about two years ago, launched a product and she was pre-selling products. And that's all they had on their sales page was five hero ingredients. They weren't actually listing the full ingredients list. And these people were eating this stuff up. I'm sure the celebrity just made, you know, tens of millions of dollars in their product launch. I will say, however, with um, ozone and oxygen, I love certain biohacking things for this, such as the NanoBee. This is a wonderful technology. I'll use at Upgrade Labs, and it just basically helps us supercharge your cells. So I would say you might be better off doing like a NanoBee thing with your practitioner, Upgrade Lab, or whatever, wherever has these things. Instead of maybe going for it in skincare right now, I just like to see some longer data. Yeah, I actually have a NanoV. I haven't been using it as much as I should. So lucky. Uh, yes, but I do have one of those, and that's what it does. It it helps like like give you tons and tons of antioxidants to reduce that oxidative stress, and so and that's going to reflect on your skin naturally. I'm a big fan of that one. Yes. Okay, cool. And so can we talk about more about PRP facials and if you th think those are worth the, the expense and the pain of doing sure, them? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, truth be told, I do have to be somewhat careful what I say because a lot of um, practitioners, they also listen to my show. Um, so one of the things I like to do is to get really specific on my thoughts on different things in a one-on-one -on -one call. Um, what I find is sometimes clinics will have certain technologies um, and they'll offer some more less expensive, less invasive things um, instead of lasers. And oftentimes it can be a price point thing because some of these lasers that are really good are about $160,000 and not every uh, clinic has the capacity to invest and acquire that type of technology. So then sometimes these less invasive options are offered. Um, I think that the PRP exosome stem cell space is continuing to evolve. I'm actually going to be part of a pilot study looking at some of these actives in rejuvenation. And one of the things that we see um, with some of these med spa procedures is they just get really popularized by celebrities. And then I'll meet with clients and they'll say, yeah, I invested in a package of six of these and I really didn't see much. And I wish I met with you before spending thousands of dollars. So I sleep really well at night knowing that I save my clients you know, thousands of dollars by avoiding things that aren't really going to give them what they're hoping for when really there could be some other things, lifestyle, at-home skincare, at-home dermal rolling, at-home peels, and then maybe moving into some more energy-based treatments with the skin being prepared and the right technologies and things like that. So there's a lot of nuances. At the end of the day, what we really want to focus on is being as less toxic as possible and also ensuring that we're moving through life, mitigating as much toxicity as we possibly can. The air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, so that if we do decide to invest in in-clinic or at-home skin rejuvenation, we're going to get better results. You're going to have faster healing. You're going to have better outcomes. Uh, statistically speaking, less chances of adverse events. If you're fully aware that if you have an autoimmune condition, you're really not going to want to be doing things like facial injectables uh, simply based on the data that suggests there could be some unforeseen side effects. Anything like uh, soft tissue diseases, like rheumatoid arthritis or other types of soft tissue disease, you want to be careful about uh, essentially eliciting a healing response. 
So doing your at-home skincare, at-home peels, you know, certain skin rejuvenation options could be better in that case so that you're not potentially putting your body um, in harm's way. And it's important for you to know this because a lot of aesthetic practitioners, there aren't, they aren't understanding these concepts yet. So that's why I'm writing this paper talking about oxidative stress, talking about looking for signs of inflammation, talking about a less invasive algorithm for rejuvenation itself, starting from least invasive to most invasive. And one of the things I really liked what you shared, Wendy, was your personal intuition that you felt that something just wasn't quite right. And, you know, you wanted to focus on other things instead. So I tip my hat to you, Wendy. I wish that more women had this insight and intuition. No one's making you do anything. If you, if you have a funny feeling about doing something, don't do it. Focus on something that could be more supporting the health and slowing cellular aging. Because at the end of the day, those of you who follow practices like Wendy's and like what we talk about together on the Rachel Varga podcast, this is going to slow your cellular aging. It's going to reduce your inflammation and you'll have better brain function. Your skin will function better. And again, just a reminder, really looking at the air, water, lighting, electromagnetics, and regular detoxing of organisms are all things to be doing ongoing so that we can move through this world that is, I hate to say it, a little bit more chemically toxic than ever and not be paranoid and you know freaking out about things, just having those mitigation strategies in place so that you can be a little bit reassured that you're just, you're really doing the best you can. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money either. You don't have to spend thousands on these with your air, get some simple air purifiers, a couple hundred bucks, get a couple of them, your water, pick up a countertop reverse osmosis for a couple hundred bucks, uh, lighting, change some of your LEDs to incandescent lighting, electromagnetics, be on your technology less. You can even wear EMF protective clothing, which I actually have under my dress right now. Grounding outside is free, 30 to 45 minutes will help your blood flow better. And doing regular um, detox cleanses, in particular, focusing on getting those parasites out with different herbs and, and protocols. Those are, those are really key. Those are the places to start first. They don't cost a ton, but always do those before doing rejuvenation, in my mm -hmm. professional opinion, and what I publish in my papers. Yeah, I know I said earlier I hadn't had anything done in like 20 years, but I had I did have that oxygen facial as a gift from a, a friend of mine. I was like, yeah, why why not? But I didn't really notice anything afterwards. So I just felt like it was a little bit like gimmicky. And like I said, I had a couple of bad experiences with um some treatments. I I watched a girlfriend get like a, a face uh skin tightening treatment as well, and it was so so painful. And I really didn't notice much of a difference in her skin, like even a few months afterwards, you know? And so I, I just so it completely turned me off to a lot of things, but I am so thrilled I'm having an appointment with you because I turned 50 this year and I just felt like there's something more that I, I'm just ready to do more things for my skin and, and, you know, but I want to do what, what works and I don't want to spend a ton of money or I don't want to waste any money that, that isn't necessary. I want to go straight to the point of what's going to get the job done based on my goals. So uh, like I said, I'm super excited to meet with you next week. We should probably record it and just do it as like a podcast or something. Well, um, I, I would I would consider that to be more personal information. Yeah. And I will <laughs> Only after, if you thought that might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. After our consultation, I do actually send you a complete report 
with, you know, where to go, what to do, prices. Uh, also included in there are nuances for recovery and timing. And you're going to, you're going to love it. I'm going to give you this uh, customized skincare list. We'll even go through non-toxic personal care products, uh, hair care, things like that. Uh, skin supplements, dermal rolling. We'll talk about that as well. And then I, uh, you, you have my email and then you can reach out anytime you have a question. And I'm also going to be sending you my dermal rolling checklist, which gives you the step-by-step -step instructions of what to do at home. This is all part of, of working with me. I just wanted to, I know we're a little bit over here, but you, your girlfriend had something. She had a skin tightening treatment. And this is what kind of drives me a little bit bonkers is a lot of these technologies claim to lift and tighten the skin. And then a lot of them just really fall flat. So in my experience, when we're wanting to lift and tighten the skin, there's a couple of things we're wanting to look at really is getting that collagen and elastic back, that skin plumpness, that thickness to the skin with your omegas, your antioxidants, hydration, all those things. And then sometimes revolumizing uh, can really give the underlying bone and fat the support it needs to actually get that skin tightening. So yes, yeah, so the skin tightening uh, procedures on the market, uh, you know, some people have good outcomes, depends on the technology, the practitioner. With a lot of the skin tightening techs out there, they very much are practitioner dependent to know how to make it sing and to also know how um, to do it in a more comfortable way. I, I probably know what your friend had. We'll talk off air. Uh, I'll see if it was that one. So yeah, I really like to encourage um, working with clinics that have been offering these, these options for like quite a while, a number of years, and then they'll have that experience. Okay, great. Well, that was really, really informative. Uh, really, I really enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> Because I want to know what's I want to know what's going on, and I, I'm ready to get more of an education about mm -hmm. all the med spa stuff that's out there. I don't want to use my skin as a guinea pig, because Never. you you <laughs> can't go back. You can't go back if you make some some mistakes. You know, there's some. I've mistakes. got you. I've yes, got you. yes, yes, yes. I mean, every day I have to put makeup on my under eye because it's just it's white as a ghost. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. way whiter than it, it, it should be, and it looks like healthy, which is great. I love that. Um, but it's a little bit, it's like, my skin's, yeah, there's a demarcation. Yeah. My skin's white and then here it's more brown and it just, and it doesn't tan ever. Yeah. So there's definitely was a mistake made in rem removing all the melanin. And so I was, like I said, I shied away from, from everything else after well, that. Well, we can help work to blend that tissue and get some healthy skin cell activity and reactivity in the areas. I've got you. Okay, this great. is something Perfect. that I can certainly help you with. And everyone's unique. Everyone has different goals and values and budgets and lifestyles and a comfort level. So I meet you wherever you're at. I would love to offer everyone listening 15% off of a one-on-one -on -one with me. Yes. Yeah. How do we do that? Yeah. Everyone use the promo code Wendy Myers. And that will get you 15% off of a one-on-one -on -one call with me at my website at rachelvarga.ca. Yes. And that's M-Y-E-R-S just for yes. anyone. You might want to have book codes for both spelling. <laughs> M-Y-E-R-S because people just tend to, to do, you know, spell it both ways. Uh, yeah. So Rachel, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you tell us what your website is? Yes. It's rachelvarga.ca. And that's where you can book a one-on-one -on -one with me. You can join 
my skin camps where every season I do a skin camp and actually that's where I teach my tutorials. So the one-on-one -on -one session that we're going to do next week for you, Wendy, is your customized recommendations. Okay. And that I will show you how to do the drum rolling as well. And then in the skin camp programs, that's where I literally take you in my restroom and show you how to perform facial gua sha, wash your face, do your at-home peels. I even do a live drum rolling demo where you can actually watch me do this stuff and you get the much more fun and off the cuff version of me too, a little bit more unfiltered, a little bit more real raw and edited and super honest. And then you can join live on those calls and catch the replays. So those are my seasonal skin camps. You'll see on the website, which one's being offered at that time. Just jump in anytime, catch the replays, join live when you can. And then of course, the Rachel Varga podcast. This is where my heart and soul goes into. I have solo episodes. I have interviews with lovely women and men like yourself, Wendy. It's all very positive. Uh, it's very uplifting. A lot of positive emotions are in the show. And really at the end of the day, there are strategies for for promoting a more radiant human, right? When we're more radiant, we're going to be more energized. We're going to be more beautiful. We're going to slow aging and all these things. So the Rachel Vargas show is really about radiance. And then I also have a free guide to get you guys started on, you know, five steps for your skincare to do at home and then five biohacking tips and tricks. So you can find that at rachelvarga.ca slash slow aging. That's a totally free guide. And Wendy Myers for 15% off is the code to use. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on the show and everyone. I'm Dr. Wendy Myers. Thanks for joining us today again for another episode of the Myers Detox podcast. And I just love shows like this that not only talk about detoxing your body, but, you know, working on your beauty, which makes you feel really good about yourself. And again, it's a reminder that if you want, if you want to have beautiful skin or you want to have, you know, radiant health or whatever your goal is, detoxification is a key underlying thing that you need to do to achieve the health and the beauty uh, that you're looking for. So thanks for tuning in every week and I'll see you uh, on the next podcast. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.